Welcome to the Counter Narrative Podcast, a show designed to change the way we talk and think about education. By sharing stories of successes and triumphs, we aim to challenge the dominant narrative that often negatively portrays our disenfranchised populations. I'm your host, Charles Williams, an urban educator for more than 15 years, a current school principal in Chicago, an educational consultant, an equity advocate, and the co-host of Inside the Principal's Office. Let's get started. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. This episode is a pause to ponder segment. These bi-weekly sessions will allow me to share with you my personal thoughts and reflections on a wide spectrum of topics as they relate to education. It is my hope that you will be able to take something from these segments and apply it in a meaningful way as you continue to do amazing work. Remember, while we all have different roles, we all have a single job, educating our students. When I was younger, I used to be really, I guess, gung-ho, if you will, if that's the word I want to use, for most things patriotic. Uh, It's probably how I was raised, the fact that my you know, my, my grandfather, I had an uncle, I had cousins, family, friends, relatives, right? A, a lot of individuals who served in the military. And, and so it was just something that was natural to me. I, I remember going to school and learning, you know, the, the patriotic songs and singing them with gusto, uh, you know, getting offended if I was at a ball game or something. And Right, somebody had their hat on or they weren't standing. Uh, it was just, it was my upbringing. And I'm going to be honest. And, and you know, I, I hope that if you, again, are in this space, you know, you know who I am and, and, and that you take the time to listen and, and even to engage in dialogue. You know, if, if you disagree with anything that I'm about to say in this episode, but I find it more and more difficult to be in that same space. Uh, I still stand during, you know, the pledge and, you know, the, the national anthem and things like that, just because I believe it is a respectful thing to do. Uh, It would be the same thing I would do. And if I was visiting any other country, it is just a sign of respect. Uh, But I'll be honest, I, I, I don't participate in the singing uh, of of the song. I, I don't, and, and this is a conscious decision. I, I, I don't, you know, cross my heart or or any of those things. And you know, typically, I find myself in those moments, kind of reflecting and processing. Uh, you know, the decisions that I that I've started to make recently, and and I want to be able to share that with you, and and, and the reasons why. So, recently, I heard an individual 
who who talked about America and mentioned that America is a lot of things, but none of those things are mutually exclusive. And I really liked that he said it this way because I think it gave me the context to talk about this in my own way. You know, it's this idea that you're not good or bad all the time, right? It, it, it's we as individuals are a combination of things, just like the country in which we live. And despite this, it's it's very interesting that there are a good number of individuals who believe, for example, in, in what I just said, that it would make me unpatriotic. It means that I don't care for the country, right? It's either you stand up and you sing and you believe and you are, this is who I am, go America, or you're a traitor to the country, right? It's kind of these, these, these polar opposites, which I do believe is one of the, the biggest concerns that I have for where we are currently at as a country. We seem to have become so divisive and so polarized that I, I, I worry that the middle ground, this space of, of progressive struggle of having dialogue and conversation that is not a space that currently exists for most of us. And so in reflecting on this episode, I, I just wanted to share with you why I, you know, maybe it's not talked about enough or maybe people don't take the time to listen, uh, but I'm going to take that time right now to have my own conversation as to why I struggle with the idea. Uh, so bear with me, uh, you know, as I kind of process my thoughts here, because, you know, they, they might be all over the place. So I, I think the first thing to recognize is the fact that what we know currently as our national anthem, a lot of people talk about the historical contexts. And, and so it should be, first of all, pointed out that what we consider our national anthem was not really adopted until 1931. So it, it hasn't even been an anthem for, for even 100 years yet. We're not even there. In fact, it, it, has been, it has been our national anthem for a smaller amount of time than the point that it was written until it became our anthem, right? It, it, that was about uh, 117 years or so. I mean, it was written back in 1814, right? And we know Francis Scott Key wrote it, right? And so it was written then, and it, like I said, right, it, it took over 150 years. And, and I think one of the other misconceptions I've heard is that, you know, it was dealing with like, oh, it was you know, our independence, right? And and so it was, right, um, you know, at, actually a part of uh, the War of 1812, which, you know, that that's semantics. But I, what I think is important beyond the fact, like, this thing is relatively new, is the fact of the, of the song in its entirety. And, and I think it, it's important that we, we, acknowledge this. A lot of times we like to focus in, we like to forget, we like to erase, we like to ignore. And, and I know that is a big conversation right now in, in, in the country. But we have to understand things within their full context. And so you may or may not be aware of this, uh, but the Star Spangled Banner does not have one stanza, but in fact, there's four. Uh, 
uh, obviously, as we as we seeing it, as we know it, it's just the one. And the problem for me and for many others comes in the third stanza. And in that third stanza, Francis Scott Key, who was a noted uh, slaveholder, and not just a slaveholder, but later in his life, true, it was after the fact that he wrote this, but he actually dedicated himself uh, as a lawyer to fighting against abolitionist ideas. And so it's important to understand that because the individual who wrote this did not agree that slaves should be free. And so, in fact, I I want you to hear these lines. It says that no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. I I want you to listen to that and just process that for a moment. And and I don't expect you to go back. I'm going to say it one more time, but I want you to listen to the words that are included in a song that about, about 90 years ago, we adopted as our country's national anthem, the song that would represent America and its ideologies and its beliefs. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. So, I think what I try to understand is A few years ago when Colin took a knee on the field, right? And I'm sure there was a ton of reasons. And But this idea here, right? I mean, even the fact, and, and there was a lot of conversation, right? At the, the, the last line of the stanza, uh, in fact, of all four stanzas is, you know, over the land of the free and the home of the brave, that, that idea of freedom, this freedom that they talk about was not granted to everyone. And, and, and I think we start to see this more and more and more because to me, freedom goes back to that idea of the, the, those pursuits of life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, right? In, in our pledge, we talk about liberty and justice for all, right? And so there's that idea of liberty, of freedom and justice. But I think that one would be hard pressed to say that as a person of color, especially in today's country, that those things seem like they are, 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 are evident. And it's really easy to say, well, look, here's an example. And there's an example. And there's an true. I, 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 I would agree. But I think overarching, if we talk about the freedoms, the liberty, the, the opportunity to pursue certain things, it, it just... It doesn't seem exactly fair. And so it's very, very hard to stand there and say, I'm going to stand up and agree with a song that not only says the land of the free, when I don't feel as if those freedoms are necessarily applicable to me. But the fact that the song itself is glorifying, it is praising this idea of 
the 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 oppression and not just the oppression but the slaughtering the 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 injustices committed against a group of individuals against these slaves i mean how 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 can we in all good faith stand up and say i agree with this i believe in this and maybe maybe some people do maybe some people don't but I, I I wanted to share with you my struggles, and so if you you're you're ever in a space with me, you'll see me. I I'll stand, and again, it's just out of general respect. I have a lot of respect for the individuals in our military, the people who are fighting and dying for this country. I respect them as humans, as individuals, because I understand what most of them are fighting for. But I can't ignore the the juxtaposition, the hypocrisy of leaving a country and to go and fight for the freedoms and then to come back and to be denied those very rights. To, to tell another country that what they are doing to their people is unjust, that it is not right and we will not stand for it, only to come home and to be segregated and oppressed and ignored and to have those freedoms and rights stripped away from you in your own space. So when I stand, I stand for those individuals who are fighting for this ideology. But I will be honest, I struggle to acknowledge, to agree with the ideologies that are part of the song, the hypocrisy of these lyrics. Because the truth is, that idea of freedom, of justice, of life, of life, those are not always granted to us in the same way. Until next time. I want to thank you for listening to the Counter Narrative Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to like, subscribe, and of course, share it with friends and family. I'd also love to hear your thoughts about the show, so please leave a comment or two as well. Now, I'm not sure what platform you're using, but the show can be found on Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and plenty of other platforms. If the show isn't on your preferred site, let me know, and I'll be sure to get it up and running. This podcast is also featured on schoolrubric.com, where you can find educational articles, videos, and interviews with educators from around the globe. Be sure to connect with me and other listeners by following the show on Twitter at the CN Podcast and joining the show's Facebook group. Take care.